We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 8th, 2011. This is part three. We're going to shift gears here and start talking about Israel and the uh, potential for a Palestinian state. Uh, this is out of Ynet News, uh, Israel, Israel News from 419 of 11 this year. American and European diplomats warn that if Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu fails to present a new peace initiative soon, the quartet may be compelled to recognize a Palestinian state in the 1967 borders um, with East Jerusalem as its capital, the Los Angeles Times reported on Tuesday. Now, the quartet, just so you know, members include the United States, Russia, the European Union, and the United Nations. They're known as the quartet. That's going to come up again, so I wanted to kind of make sure you understood what that was in reference to. According to the report, Netanyahu is under mounting pressure to unveil a new plan that would jumpstart the deadlock negotiations between Israel and the Palestine, uh, Palestinians. Yeah, like that's ever going to matter. As we've stated many, 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 many times, the only solution that the Quran, that the Islamic writings, that the imams teach... I mean, any kind of imam that's a fundamentalist, meaning they're being fundamental to the faith of Islam, the only solution that's ever going to bring a peace is if every Jew was dead. That's the only peace. They're, they're considered, you know, they're, they're, they're the Muslims' number one arch enemy. And that's the only thing that would ever appease them, is if they were all, if all of Israel, all of the Israeli people were all dead. So, Netanyahu's undermounting pressure to unveil a new plan that would jumpstart the deadlock negotiations between Israel and Palestinians. Um, so he's under all these things. Now this is kind of a little side note here I, I printed out. Um, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said Thursday that his government will stand firm against any international pressure to reignite the Israeli-Palestinian peace process by accepting the Palestinian Authority's unilateral conditions. Meaning they just want the, uh, the Israelis to accept whatever they tell them and not question them regarding, you know, what their conditions are. Speaking of, I mean, every time they give them land, all they do is move the rockets in closer. <laughs> That's how they get rewarded. I mean, every time they've given up land for peace, they've literally rained down thousands upon thousands, way over 10,000 rockets on Israel. And this is since the land for peace process has been, and this is how they get rewarded. Now, I understand, yes, there's wicked Zionists that are most likely at the head of the Israeli government. Okay. Yes, there's wicked Zionist synagogue of Satan, call themselves Jews, but they're not they're at the head of the Illuminati. Yes, I understand there's some really wicked Zionistic synagogue of Satan Jews out there. No doubt. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. Okay. But I'm talking about we're not going to throw, I, I will refuse to throw the baby out with the bathwater and condemn the whole nation of Israel because God is not done with them. And that's all you have to do is look in the book of Revelation to know that. Uh, you can spiritualize that all day long like a lot of these pseudo-Christian cults try to do. Say, well, actually, we're the 12 tribes now. You know, British Israelism and identity movements and things like that. and You know, you can do that all day long. It doesn't make it so. So, um, speaking, he was speaking at the Lucid Party Passover toast. Netanyahu said, we will stand for our principles and fight those who try to dictate terms that would strip us of security and peace. The Prime Minister... 
if the Prime Minister does not deliver the quartet members, uh, then may opt to resume the peace process by officially uh, endorsing a Palestinian state. Meaning they would do it outside of any Israeli endorsement. And so they would have not only all the Middle East nations, who are avowed enemies of, of Israel, forcing, or wanting to put pressure on them, but they would also have the United States, Russia, the European Union, and, and the United Nations putting pressure on Israel to do this. And it's just, you know, it's just a death sentence for Israel. I mean, basically what they're trying to impose is a death sentence. And I believe Satan knows the Bible much better than, you know, the average Christian. And he knows about all the prophecies relating to Israel, uh, particularly in Revelations, and in, even in Daniel, you can look at Daniel too. Um, and he knows that if supposedly if he could wipe out Israel, then he could prevent any of those prophecies from coming to pass. This is why I believe the Middle East, why he has so many demons and devils working through, particularly the Muslims, wanting to just, this hatred and rage and just wanting to bring, you know, death upon the Jews. I really believe that, that these devils and demons that are working through the Muslims... Are, are, are so bent on this because Satan knows if he could pull that off, then he could, he could um, negate large swaths of scripture, prophetic scripture in the Bible. Think about it. I mean, wouldn't that be the logical reason why everything would be so focused on Israel and Jerusalem? Wipe them off? Well, wasn't that the very thing he was trying to do in Genesis 6? He knew that the seed of man through, through Eve was going to ultimately bruise, bruise his head, being fulfilled when Jesus Christ came here and died on the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection to pay our sin debt. That was ultimately what bruised Satan's head, that, that prophecy being in Genesis 3. So what he tried to do is in Genesis 6, the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they took them wise all that they chose, and in those days were giants. And what ended up happening, you had this, this, this hybrid offspring, these angels with, which left their first estate, which it talks about in Jude, and went after strange flesh, which was women they had no right to be with. They, they procreated this race of giants, and the result of that was the world was so wicked that man's thoughts were only evil continually. Okay? God, and it, and it said in there in Genesis 6 that it repented God that he'd ever, ever even made man at that point. It got so bad, God had to basically start, wipe out all of humanity, and even the animals, because I believe they too had been defiled, and start over. This is what, this is how bad it got. Satan almost pulled it off. He got within eight souls, if you think about it, of pulling that off. The Bible says Noah was pure in his generations, doesn't mean that he was pure or perfect in his generations. It doesn't mean he was walking around sinless perfection. It means his lineage, his DNA, had not been corrupted by the Nephilim, or by the giants, or by the fallen angels. So he had eight people. I can't vouch for all eight people uh, as far as having their DNA not corrupted. I don't think they were. Uh, I don't think you could have had the three races. If one of those, if one of his sons had corrupted, or one of his wives had corrupted DNA, then... Their, their whole generation, every bit of offspring from either Ham, Shem, or Japheth would have also been corrupted. So I don't believe that any of them were actually corrupted. But he almost pulled it off. He got within eight souls of actually destroying the world. Well, he's trying to do the same thing today with this particular thing. He's trying to wipe Israel off the map, thus negating 
the prophecies, particularly in Revelation. And thus, if that happens, then he wins. But it's not going to happen. Because God is in control, and his word is true, and all these prophecies will be fulfilled in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his holy name. So, he can try all he wants. All Satan is going to do is ultimately play right into the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ, and all he's going to end up being is a pawn for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you flat out, that's what's going to go down. Jesus Christ, Father God, is always, I don't know how many steps ahead of Satan, but he is always so far ahead of Satan's thought processes. Satan can't win. I'm not saying he's not going to cause a lot of damage and a lot of things according to scripture in the meantime and up until that point. But ultimately, he's going to lose and lose big. Ultimately, him and his fallen angels and his demons and devils and unfortunately the unsaved are all going to burn in the lake of fire for eternity. That's their end. That's their outcome. And he knows his time is short. So he's going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Going back to the article, U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton hinted last week that the international community may apply pressure on both sides in order to, I mean, Hillary Clinton, I mean, Satan herself, uh, may apply pressure on both sides in order to promote a settlement to the long-standing conflict, which she said as pressing was as pressing as ever given the recent developments in the Arab world. I'll tell you, this really gets me fired up talking about this. Because you've got this tiny little, tiny little piece of land that... Um, I'm not due to read it yet. I've read it before, but it's basically how small Israel is in comparison to the Middle East. It is this tiny little, tiny little sliver of land. And yet, the Israelis are so evil because they won't give up more of this tiny little sliver of land. Israel is a Jewish democratic nation, one-nineteenth the size of California, and is one of the smallest nations on the face of the earth. With only about 8,000 square miles of land mass, it is roughly two times the size of Rhode Island. Israel is 260 miles at its longest, has a 112-mile coastline, is 60 miles at its widest, and between 3 and 9 miles at its narrowest. The nation of Israel is surrounded by 22 hostile Arab Islamic dictatorships that are 640 times her size and 60 times her population. Arab propagandists call Israel expansionist. Are you kidding me? They want Israel's land. And she gives and, and Israel gives it away and all they do is move the rockets in closer. <clears throat> and then they say, "Well, I can't believe you want to you don't want to give us more land. How, how are we supposed to get our rockets closer unless you give us more land so we can wipe you off the planet? How dare you, Israelis?" You see how asinine and insane this is? Everything we've talked about today is basically asinine and insane. If you if you look at it, the lies being perpetuated, when you compare it with the truth, there is no truth to the statement that Israel is expansionist. It occupies one-sixth of one percent of the lands called Arab. 
one-sixth of one percent. And Israel is always the bad guy. Israel is always to blame for all the evils going on. If Israel was just eliminated, those Muslims, they would be a peace-loving folk. They wouldn't hurt, no, no, you know what they do? They'd be celebrating, and once the celebration was over, they'd come after you. Because all infidels have to either be converted or die, according to the Quran. So, you know, we would be next. I mean, we, meaning the average listener, is, is, is you know, not living in Israel. It'd just be a matter of time. they come after you. So, they would never be satisfied. Satan would never be satisfied with just... You know, and, and ultimately, if they, I believe if they ever converted the whole planet to Islam, they would turn on each other and kill each other until there would be no one left. Because Satan's in charge of that devil cult religion. He wants to wipe out all humanity. And he can use different religious sects. If he can use re- different religious sects to do that, well, you know, that's what he's going to do. But Israel only occupies one-sixth of one percent of the lands called Arab. There are 13 million Jews in the world, at least at the, at the time of this writing, Almost 5 million fewer than there were in 1939. And 300 million Arabs and 1.4 billion Muslims. But remember, Israel's always to blame for everything that goes on over there. They're the, you know, they, how dare they defend themselves? How dare they defend their families and, and their settlements? And, I mean, I mean, what's this world coming to when these Arabs and Muslims can't go over there and kill carte blanche? I mean, I, I don't know what this world's coming to. Anyway, um, and we're going to discuss this much more in depth. So let's let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, this is a book, and I've talked about this a lot. This is just one of the many books out there or uh, documentary sources on the subject. It's called The Israel Omen. The ancient warning of catastrophes has begun, powered by an ominous attempt to remove Israel from God's promised land. Did God's omen return with the return of Jews to the land of Israel in 1948? The Israel omen powerfully reports a series of historically destructive events since 1991 connected by a common thread. Warnings found in ancient Hebrew prophetic scripture. Are these events the telling signs of an ancient divine omen? The same omen ignored by the Egyptians 3,500 years ago as Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt by God's mighty hand. Remember all the plagues and things that happened to them? Okay. As the nations of the world gather to remove the Jew from the God's promised holy land, and that ain't going to happen, excuse my French, the international group dubbed the Quartet, remember we just talked about them? The international group dubbed the Quartet is leading the effort to remove them. We're part of the Quartet. Oh, that doesn't bode well for America. Uh, Jack Trick, Jick, Jack Chick, Chick.com has a track out um, right now regarding this particular subject. It's called Somebody's Angry. And it goes through a lot of the things when we signed like peace accords with the Palestinians or if we, we pressured them to give up Israel, to give up land. Every time we do this, we have some cataclysmic thing happen here. I mean, it's, oh, I've documented several of these events, and they're easily documentable. See, that's where the rubber meets the road. When you can document black and white like that, I mean, you can't just call it a coincidence after it happens for the 20th time in a row. So, we're part of this quartet, and we're leading, I believe we're probably one of the ones leading the effort in order to remove them off the home. So, I told you about 
all the reasons God's going to end up judging some of them. Okay? You know, 50 million plus innocent babies' bloods, babies' bloods crying out from the land via the abortion industry, you know, the homosexual movement, all the wickedness, the pornography, all the stuff going on. And then this issue as well. I mean, the handwriting is on the wall. So, uh, early ancient Hebrew scriptures foretell of four nations coming against Israel to remove her from the land at the end of the age. Was the financial collapse that began in 2007 in beginning of God's curse against all the nations who attempt... Well, it started before that, but uh, nations who attempt to remove the Jews from the promised land. Your current... Your view of current events might never be the same. I give you the link there. It's a 253-page book. Now, I'm not saying I endorse every page, because I haven't read it, but I can tell you right now that the concept of what they're presenting there is true. And there's been other, many other authors. I've got a whole uh, Word document on this that goes over several different people that have documented the, cat- the catastrophes that have happened to just us in America when, um, when we pressure Israel in these regards. And it sounds like we're really going to start ramping up the pressure. And, unfortunately, to our own destruction. So, I'm going to shift gears here, go to another article. The, he um, has what they call a prophecy sign. These are events leading up to the war against Israel, as seen in Psalm 83. Uh, <clears throat> going further, it says, Psalm 83, verse 1 through 5 says, Keep not thou silence, O God, hold not thy peace, and be not still, O God. This is a plea from the psalmist. For lo, the, lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. Well, I would say that would describe the Muslim Arab and this quartet, but particularly the Muslims' you know, uh, hatred of the Jews and the infidels. The, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. Uh, verse 4, they have said, Come and let us cut off Cut them off from being a nation. That the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Does that kind of sound like what we're talking about here? Huh? I mean, does that kind of ring a bell? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just me. Let's read that verse again. Psalm 83, verse 4. They, this this enemy that's making a tumult, that hate God, who have lifted up their head, who... It says, they, this enemy, has said, come, let us cut them off from being a nation. Who's them? Well, the next part of the verse defines it. That the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Says it right there. I mean, it's pretty pretty obvious this is what we're dealing with here. Next verse. For they have consulted together with one consent... They are confederate against thee. Now, this confederate, think about this. See all the stuff going on in the Middle East right now? See all these leaders that are being one after another. It's just like dominoes falling. You can't tell me that's not contrived. All of a sudden, it's, we're going to like basically just do all of this house cleaning of all of these long-standing dictators that were in these Arab, Arab but who maybe really weren't fully on board with the agenda, maybe they were kind of sitting up there in their 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 ivory towers, a little bit fat and happy. Hey, they're ruling they're ruling a nation, 
you know, I don't really want to go against Israel. Those are some bad dudes over there. I mean, you know, they got some they got some serious stuff, and I think they know in the back of their mind, deep down, they know that God is on their side when it comes to this particular issue. Now, I'm not saying that I'm saying that just because you're a Jew, you you like John Hagee believes, where you have uh, ethnic salvation, where you're just saved and you don't got to go through Jesus Christ or any of that. I don't believe that at all. Okay, I'm not teaching that, but I'm talking about the Lord's protective hand ultimately on the nation of Israel. They're going to suffer. Uh, most likely, two-thirds of their population will be killed, Israel, according to uh, Zechariah. And so, I'm not saying and then a third of them, it says, are going to be tried as silver, you know, through a furnace. So, it's not going to be an easy time for Israel, okay? So, I, I want you to understand, I'm trying to have a balance here, biblically, a biblical balance. Um, but I do believe God is going to protect them, and I do not believe they're going to be driven off this land. And I, yes, I do believe God put them there. And I think you can back all of that up scripturally. But it says, for they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate, meaning their enemies are confederate against thee. Confederate? What, what do you mean? Well, that means they're all in unison. They're all in one. See, up until recently, and not to say it's happened yet, but you had, you know, one dictator here, one dictator here in the Middle East. They were not confederate. They weren't all in one accord, ready to go against Israel. Okay? But, since, I think, believe America's been at the spear tip of this, since we've went around and caused all these dominoes and all of these collapses and all of these dictators to be ousted and putting in our own puppet Regimes, these puppet regimes that are being put in in these Middle Eastern countries that have been falling are going to be confederate. They're very, very much more of a radical, purely Quran um, goal oriented regimes. Okay, whereas these dictators, they've been in power all these years. They're like, you know, hey, listen, this is a good gig. I mean, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my every time. I'm a ruler of a nation. I'm not really that interested in maybe going to war with Israel. But if they can install a radical regime in there, and they can all get on the same page, then they're going to have a confederation. They're going to be confederate. And then it goes on to list these nations in Psalm 83. We're going to talk about this in this article. Rival Palestinian factions, Fatah and Hamas, have reportedly reached an agreement to end their 40-year rift by forming a caretaker government and holding new elections next year, according to the Palestinian officials and the statement from Egypt's intelligence service. Egypt being one of the nations that just underwent a ruler change. And what was the fruit of that? Rival Palestinian factions, Fatah and Hamas, are reportedly reached an agreement to end their 40-year rift. All by design. I'm telling you, they're going to have a confederation Going further, um, this was according to Palestinian officials in the statement from Egypt's intelligence service, which helped broker the talks. Here is the most important part of today's report. Palestinian Authority President Mahoud Abbas and Prime Minister Salim Fayyid are, the, are also eager to end the strife as they prepare to ask the United Nations in September to recognize Palestinian statehood. So not only is the quartet putting massive pressure on Israel to create this Palestinian state. But also, now we've got all of these rival factions all, all of a sudden getting on the same page. We've got puppet, puppet uh, 
rulers and in, in, in being inserted now that are going to be more um, on board with the agenda to really go against Israel as a confederation. So they're eager to, um, they're, they're going to be prepared to ask the United Nations in September to recognize Palestinian statehood. So you can much imagine how much pressure is being and will be applied to Israel in order to cave in on this. Don't forget, the PLO factions think that in September, the UN will take action to divide up Israel to make a Palestinian state. Not only will this lead to the Psalm 83 war, but you will also see the curse of God fall on the nations who attack Israel. Wow. This is some heavy-duty stuff. I mean, pretty much what we get into every week is heavy-duty, but you look at all this stuff in totality, and man, there's some dark days ahead. Now that these PLO factions have come together, we are only one more step closer to war. If you are new to prophecy, read Psalm 83 and you will see that these are the same people God said will go after Israel. In other words, these just so happen to be the same nations. What was Israel's response to this new pact? The Palestinian unity deal agreed, unity deal agreed in Cairo crossing a red line. Um, according to Israel's Avgador Lieberman said on Thursday, warning that an array of measures could be taken against the Palestinian Authority. In other words, now that you know they've they've come in unity, well, Israel's going to issue their own warning to them. Uh, they he went on to say that with this accord, a red line has been crossed. Uh, the ultra nationalist foreign minister told Israel military radio a day after the Palestinian parties announced a surprise reconciliation agreement. Israel immediately said that the Palestinian Authority could not have peace with both Hamas and Israel. Uh, Hamas has carried out bombings and rocket attacks against Israel for years and does not recognize its right to exist last night, but I don't really think any of the Muslim factions accept Israel's right to exist, if the truth be told. Last night I was watching the BBC Nightly News. One of the reporters said something I totally agree with. The reporter stated the agreement that patched up the Fatah and Hamas factions means the Middle East peace talks are now dead. You can see this will be the case by what Benjamin Netanyahu said today, knowing that God has shown us concerning the Psalm 83 war. Now, I think the reason they're saying that this reporter saying that the, this agreement that patched up the Fatah and Hamas factions means Middle East peace talks are now dead. Well, why? Because Israel's going to come back and say, listen, Hamas has carried out bombings and rocket attacks against us for years. And we are not going to come in any kind of agreement or pact with an enemy that is totally vowed to our destruction and it proves that every day, basically, through terror attacks. I mean, you know, that's why the peace talks would be dead. There's nothing more to talk about. You know? Uh, knowing what God has shown us concerning Psalm 83 war, and knowing that Paul warned that sudden destruction will come while they call for peace and security and safety, we know that the Palestinian Authority will stay on course with Hamas. Many people probably won't pick up on the importance of the agreement signed by the two factions in Cairo. Psalm 83 points out that Egypt will join PLO factions when they attack Israel. The road to Psalm 83 war is being laid out, and most of the world is void uh, that God has spoken to us into detail about this coming war. In, in other words, most of the world is, knows nothing about it. And I give you all the links here. Now, nations listed in the Psalm 
83 Ward. Now, this is the take of the author of this particular article. I think he makes some very good points about this. Nations listed in the Psalm 83 War that will attack Israel in the near future. Here they are. Number one, the tents of Edom. What are they? They are today's Palestinians and southern Jordanians. Ishmaelites, who equal the Saudis, Ishmael's father of the Arabs. The Moabites are the present-day Palestinians and central Jordanians. The Hegeritid, who are today's Hegarines or Egyptians. Gibal, which are today's Hezbollah and northern Lebanese. Ammon are the Palestinians and the northern Jordanians. Amalek are the Arabs of the Sinai area. The Philistia, Philistia are the people of the modern-day Hamas of the Gaza Strip. Tyre is today's Hezbollah and southern Lebanese. And Assyria are today's Syrian and northern Iraqis. Okay, so... Going further, do you find it odd that almost every week now news out of Israel is talking about war breaking out? I quote, if war breaks out between Israel and Syria and Hezbollah, Syrian President Bazar Azarid's regime will play powerful cards in southern Lebanon and will not hesitate to respond, senior security officials in Syria said, according to a Kuwaiti newspaper, Al-Rah. According to officials, in case of the war with Israel, Syria and Hezbollah will compete with each other over who will fire the first Scud or Fatah missile at Tel Aviv. Some of you may have not seen the news from yesterday, but look at what is supposed to happen on May 15th, and look at the nations who are supposed to do it. Now this is another thing, I put out an email about this, about what's supposed to happen against Israel on May 15th, um, coming up in a week from now. Sunday, May 15th, or actually one week from now exactly, next Sunday. And this is why I wanted to get this teaching up. Because not only about the thing about the supposed judgment coming on the 21st of this month with that one guy, which we'll discuss next, but also this, this event taking place on May 15th, which, again, I put these things out so that not only that we're educated, but that we can be in prayer about them. Um, so, Sunday, May 15th, to Karem commemorate the Palestinians' Exodus Day, um, 1948, when well over 750,000 Palestinians were forcibly expelled from their homeland by Israel, mean old Israel. Similar numbers of thousands of angry Arab protesters from Egypt, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, along with their Palestinian brothers from Gaza and the occupied West Bank, will advance toward Israel in what they called the Third Intifada. Um, now take a look at the photo above and see who God is going to come against in Israel. Now the photo is all of the names that I just read you regarding the Psalm 83 war. Okay, These nations that are going to be taking part in this 750,000 Palestinians, uh, they're going to try to get that many, um, uh, march to commemorate the Palestinian exodus when they were supposedly forcibly removed from their homeland, okay, when Israel became a nation, okay, in 1948, well, the same nations that were listed in Psalm 83 are the same nations that are going to be marching on Israel next week on the 15th. Okay, coincidence? Huh. Could this be the linchpin to launch us into World War III? Because that will be World War III. Okay, and most likely, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if Israel's going to have any allies for it. Because if we're part of the quartet, and we're part of the ones pressuring 
Israel to do this, then I, you know, there's a good chance we're going to totally turn our back. I think it's a matter of time before America totally turns its back on Israel anyway. So that would really be bad. Uh, but it looks as though that's what's going to happen. These nations are exactly the same nations of Psalm 83. Is it possible that May 15th could light the fuse for the Psalm 83 war slash World War III? If it doesn't happen during this week, we know the birth pain sign is telling us it is very close. So again, we're not making, I'm not making any kind of prophetic prediction there, but I'm saying, you know, uh, be in prayer about it and, and um, you know, watch regarding that particular subject. Going further, it says, think another war isn't coming, ask Israel's army if they think it's a joke. They are preparing for it. They have been preparing for it. Israel Daily Mariv revealed in its Tuesday issue that Israeli occupation forces had built an underground city in northern Israel to train for an imminent war against Lebanese Shia group Hezbollah. The army command allowed two reporters and a camera crew from Mariv to enter the city. The reporters were told by a military commander that the concept of the city is based on Chu Chi, the Vietnamese underground network constructed in the wake of the U.S. invasion and used for transferring intelligence and preparing for battle. The commander stated that Hezbollah had already dug tunnels in southern Lebanon. He added that it was necessary to launch a project following the second war in Lebanon where the Israeli military was only able to incur a limited number of injuries to Hezbollah fighters until they emerged from their underground defenses. So in other words, they're going to have to learn to fight underground. They're going to have to learn about these underground tunnel systems, just like the American forces dealt with in the Vietnam War. Okay, so going further, all nations in the above report will take part in the Psalm 83 war. Now, I want to turn my attention to Iran, which is another nation God warns us about in Ezekiel chapter 38. Iran is one of the nations that God is going to destroy for coming against Israel and Jerusalem as well. For years, Iran has been trying to get the PLO and its bordering nations to attack Israel. And you better believe it. After the news broke out that two PLO factions have joined forces again, look what Iran, look what came out of Iran. Um... They said, Iranian Foreign Minister Salehi said Thursday to an IRNA news agency, he said, the unity agreement between Hamas and Fatah is a blessed positive move, meaning blessed of the moon god, the moon devil, Allah, is what he meant. And then he says, Salehi also said he hoped that the reconciliation would, quote, lead to acceleration of the developments in the Palestine region, and to acquiring great victories in confrontations with the ruthless occupiers, meaning the Jews, the the Israelis. So, they're, you know, like I said, Ahmadinejad, the president of Iran, he's flat out stated that, um, you know, the only way, and this is what the, uh, uh, some of the, um, uh, of the uh, prophetic Islamic writings state, the only way the Imam Mahdi, or the 13th Imam, or their awaited savior is going to come on the scene is through much, much bloodshed on both sides, both Jew and Arab, both Jew and Muslim. So they're, you know, they're prepared uh, to die, a lot of these these Arabs are, these uh, Muslims, and they're looking forward to it, and, and this is what they're all gearing up for. Salehi doesn't know this, but the confrontation uh, confrontations He's speaking about have already been written down in Psalm 83 in Ezekiel 38 wars. For any of you who do not believe Israel will win both these wars, all I can tell you is to stand by and remember what you are told by God in his word.
Amen. Going further, not only is Syria on its way to fulfilling what was written about in Psalm 83, Isaiah 17, 1, Jeremiah 49, 24 through 27, but this nation is also fulfilling what Jesus warned about in Matthew 24, 7, where he warns about uh, a kingdom coming against kingdom. Here is the latest news concerning civil war. Syrian security forces have killed at least 500 civilians in a crackdown on a peaceful democratic uprising, a uh, Syrian human rights organization said on Thursday. In other words, kingdom coming against kingdom. They're, they're actually internally fighting as well. Um, when you read Psalm 83, and especially verse 4, it says, they have, come, they have said, come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So, on that note, a new Palestinian Authority TV program recognizes all the land of Israel, from Tel Aviv to Negev, as Palestine. Belying Palestinian Authority Chairman Abbas's non-recognition of Israel. In other words, remember it says in this, this Psalm 83 verse 4, it says, let them cut let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Okay? Well, they're literally trying to do that with their maps that they're putting out right now. The Palestinian Authority is trying to carry out what Iranian President Mahmoud, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad's threat to wipe Israel off the map and has done so by actually displaying literal maps of Palestine covering all of Israel at the same time its leaders talk about two states for two peoples. So in other words, they're releasing maps where Israel isn't even on the map anymore. And at the, and the other side of their mouth, they're saying, yeah, we want to have this two-state peace solution. Because that, that'll be the thing that'll finally appease us. We'll, we'll finally stop firing all the rockets at, at you guys and, and, and all the suicide bombing attempts and, and every way we can possibly try to kill any of you. We'll, we'll, we promise, if you just give us this two-state solution, they're liars, they're permitted by the Quran to lie to the infidels as long as it advances Allah's agenda. Okay, they're commanded to do that. They lie like rugs. They're the biggest, these guys are such hypocrites. They complain about the morality of, of American stuff, and yet it's okay for them to, to have temporary marriages to three-year-olds and to rape little girls and these 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 dancing boys in Afghanistan, where they where these where these uh, Muslim men basically take these boy little boys home and basically you know as their little sexual objects and parade them around and oh it's sickening, just sickening, the way that they treat women, and yet they have the audacity to to bring up any type of moral issue when they themselves are total degenerates. Now, I'm not condoning what America's done, okay, or, or is doing by any stretch of the imagination, but they're just the height of hypocrisy for them to go there. So, going further, uh, the real intentions concerning the state of Israel can now be seen on a new PLO video. When the PLO sees the future of Israel, it doesn't even see Israel at all. Instead, it sees the land of Palestine. This has been the goal of the PLO, and now they are getting in Israel's face, showing them what they see for the future. In my March 24, 2011 post, I showed you that Egypt has been wiped off the Israeli map, or showed you that Egypt has wiped Israel off the map in much the same way as the PLO has just done. So they're already starting, I mean, to them, it's such a foregone conclusion that Israel is going to be gone, that Allah is going to give them victory. 
that they're actually literally starting to introduce maps now where Israel's not even on the map. You know? I mean, this is the height of delusion. Demonic delusion. Because the very opposite is, is what's going to end up happening. So, the link to what Egypt has done is below. And there's a link here you can click on. Um, the bottom line is this. These nations are sending a message to Israel. Uh, and that message is the same message God warned about in verse 4. The time is coming when Egypt, the PLO, and the rest of the nations in Psalm 83 will actually try to physically wipe Israel off the map. And if you're new to prophecy, you have to understand who wins. God shows us Israel will not be defeated when the Psalm 83 war breaks out. And then what I do is I give you the actual map where you can look at Israel versus the Arab nations. Okay, Remember what I said? It's uh, These Arab nations are 640 times the size of Israel, and 65 times our population. Okay? So, you can look at it on a map and really get the scope of it. 640 times bigger. You know? And, you look at it, actually, I really believe, though, this map isn't big enough. Because there's a lot of other countries out there now that are predominantly Muslim that this map does not include. I think the map's much bigger now. As, as hostilities have grown. I mean, the word Turkey's not even on here. Uh, nations like, I don't see Pakistan on here. I don't see Afghanistan. I mean, honestly, this map mega needs to be updated. And it's still 640 times her size. Who knows? I, I got a feeling it's probably a thousand times, at least. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, and yet they're expansionists and they're the, the, the bane of all humanity. Um, Arab propagandists and biased irresponsible news services call Israel expansionist and the aggressor against the Arab people. Israel has fought only defensive wars. To the Arabs, Israel's resistance to their aggression, which would lead to Israel's total destruction if allowed to go unchecked, is illogically viewed as an act of aggression. It's like, you know, you have somebody that's provoking you and provoking you and provoking you, kicking you and punching you in the face, and when you finally defend yourself, the, the, the bully says, oh my word, well, this is an act of aggression. How dare you? And then the bully goes back to punching you in the face and kicking you in the gut and, and doing all manner of evil to you, and you start to fight back again, and, and the bully goes, oh my word, everybody, look, look, the whole world, he actually attacked me. He did it. He didn't have any right to do that to me. I was punching him in the face and kicking him in the gut and, 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 and doing everything evil to him. But that's my right. He doesn't have any right to come at me. It's, it's just unbelievable. And, and another thing. I've, I've mentioned this before. Go up to Devil Betraya's website. Okay? Calls himself Lord Betraya. Calls himself basically the awaited savior of humanity. Every savior figure in the world of the, the five major religions, he is the main guy. He says he's Christ of the Christians, the Messiah to the Jews, he's Imam Mahdi to the Muslims, we just talked about him, 13th Imam. He's Krishna, Krishna to the Hindus, and the 5th Buddha to the Buddhists. And he's one other thing too. So, he's all those things wrapped up into one. And his false prophet mouthpiece is Benjamin Krem, who's been touting his emergence for decades. You go up on that website and you look, and you, you go up on New Age 
websites and you go up on like United Nations sponsored websites and actually Share International, which is Laura Matre's website, was originally put up by the United Nations and I believe it still is maintained. It's just that they took that down. You go up on like World Good uh, uh, World Goodwill, I believe, the the um, also United Nations organization. All of them say the same thing. All of them basically say these terrible, terrible Israelis, these terrible Jews, and these poor, poor Palestinians, these poor Arabs and Muslims, and they all oh, they've been so oppressed by these. These terrible, this terrible Israel state, and, and, and Israel so greedy for land, and, and 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 how dare them not give up all the all the little bit that they've got? How dare they do this? So think about whose side you're on when you get on that side of the because there's a lot of people that call themselves Christians firmly, so so um, totally um, have thrown. The baby out with the bathwater regarding anything Israel. Oh, they're all evil. The whole nation, they're all condemned. It's as though the Bible doesn't even speak about them anymore. They're, they're, none of that applies to them. All those, all those prophetic scriptures. None of that applies to them. God's done with them. It's over. They're evil, and I am on the side of the Muslims. I will never be on the side of the Muslims. Me personally, ever. Ever. And then you look at who's in unison and in lockstep with the Muslims. The quartet that we just mentioned. The United Nations. Lord, this devil betray a guy and his false prophet, Benjamin Kremp. New Age sources. They all are focusing in on Jerusalem and Israel. And the Bible talks about Jerusalem being a cup of trembling in Israel. You know... You know, don't, uh, I'm telling you, don't get on that bandwagon. There's a lot of, 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 um, Christian, they call themselves Christian, news sources and ministries out there that are totally, um, in this particular mindset. Uh, from a biblical standpoint, I don't believe they have a leg to stand on. And then you look at everyone that you have to get in unity with, to get on the side of the Muslims. All of these new, all of these wicked, evil, and, and wouldn't, that, wouldn't you think just from that standpoint alone, you'd start to question, yeah, am I really on the right side here? Am I really supporting the right side? I'm not saying you blindly support Israel in every single decision they make. I understand there's a lot of wickedness that goes on there. Okay, I'm talking about the big picture, the big picture biblical-wise is what I'm looking at here. And what I'm trying to get you to look at. So going further, um, 1 Thessalonians 5.3, uh, while people are saying peace and safety destruction will come upon them suddenly, as in labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Okay, that's a paraphrase. But part of the last day's prophecy puzzle is knowing what will happen uh, in Egypt. Paul's warning about the call for peace and safety has already come to pass. Um... And now we are waiting for this, the destruction part of the verse. I think what he means, the, the call for peace and safety, is is um, when the Palestinians go and they say, oh, we want a Palestinian state, we want peace, we want safety, we don't want all this war. Oh, please, they're the one initiating it. I think that's what he's in reference to there. I could be wrong, but anyway... Um, 
Going further, Egypt will play a role in the destruction when they join in on Psalm 83 attack against Israel in the very near future. This is one of the reasons we saw Egypt's government fall last month and is now leaning toward a new government which will come against Israel. Remember what I said earlier? This totally confirms it. They're trying to get all the, the, the governments over there on the same page. And if they have to remove the head dictator in order to do that, no problem. We'll contrive something, we'll get them out of there, we'll put somebody who's going to be a New World Order boy or on our agenda in there, and uh, we're more than happy to do that, and that's what's been going on. The week that Egypt started to riot, I asked you to watch the news, and if you did, you would have heard that Egypt wants to break off the peace agreement with Israel, which has been in place since 1979. Oh, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Doesn't that kind of confirm what we just said? The, the week these riots start to break out, the, one of the main issues is that they want to break off the peace agreement with Israel. Well, wouldn't that tell you that whatever regime got put in there would most likely be uh, in agreement with that? My warnings about this stem from the knowledge that God has told us about the Psalm 83 war. It only stands to reason that if God said Egypt uh, was numbered in the attack on Israel that something must have to take place to stop the peace between these two nations. That makes sense. That something turned out to be the call for a new government, which would help feed Egypt's people, bring down what the Egyptians perceived as a dictatorship. Now Hosni Nubarak's government has been cast out. Um, You are in fact hearing the call to get rid of these peace agreements with Israel. And he quotes an article saying, Most Egyptians are in favor of annulling a peace treaty with Israel. According to a Pew Research Center poll released on Monday, the U.S.-based think tank polled 1,000 adults throughout Egypt between March 24th and April 7th, finding that only 36% would maintain peace. The percentage of Egyptians who supported annulling the treaty were 54%. So that would be, in other words, there's 54% of the population, if this is a true poll, 54% of the population would want to annul the peace treaty. Well, what does that also tell you? If they want to annul the peace treaty, wouldn't that kind of imply they would want war? Wouldn't that kind of imply that this was more of a radical sect of Muslims that are being, um, voicing their opinion here? Seems like it would be that to me, um. The percentage of Egyptians who support annulling the treaty, 54%, does not vary amongst those who sympathize with Islamic fundamentalists and those who do not. For those of you who think the warning about what is to happen to Egypt is all bogus, all I can say is to watch the news. God has a perfect track record in dealing and fulfilling every word spoken. Amen. There's also a new uh, video that got released this week called um, The Mystery of Mecca from Michael Hoggard. Through Cutting Edge, I give you a link here. And in this video, Pastor Hoggard nails the spiritual truth about the religion of Islam. Why are the followers of Islam so constantly filled with rage? Why has Islam historically murdered so many Christians that North African that North Africa and the Middle East today are predominantly Muslim? Why is it that the only quote peace Islam affords is enemies, its enemies is the peace of the grave? I mean, just confirming everything we just said, Pastor Mike reveals that Islam is simply pagan worship of of the goddess. I'm assuming the moon goddess or goddess, um, and that all of Islam is simply and only paganism to its very core. Amen. That's all it is. So I haven't watched it, but um, Pastor Hoggard has some really good information, 
And uh, if you wanted something on more of a visual scale, you could get that as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end part three here and start on another subject, and this will be our final part um, where we're going to talk about this Judgment Day, May 21st. God bless you.